that's a growler. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and eulogize the movie The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. I'm Charity Steele. <laughs> I'm Mike Carlucci. Welcome back, See, he Mike. he can be happier because he doesn't know what he's missing. Yes, he doesn't understand what has been lost. Even the stupid bat... <laughs> But I can't wait to hear what he has to say about it. All right. All right. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of name dropping going on here. Let's get into this. Uh, This is minute 69. I would make a joke, but it's not that kind of minute. Uh, It starts with the rockbiter finishing his thought. I always thought that's what they were. Big, strong hands. It ends with him. Sounds like he's about to give a warning. He says, listen, the nothing... And then it's cut off, and Mike will never know what happens in the movie. No, just <laughs> so, do you think Atreyu remembers seeing those guys when they waved as he set off on his adventure way back at the beginning? It's possible. I don't know. And for, I'm, I'm more curious about what Mike thinks of all this name dropping. <laughs> I mean, I'm all in for a racing snail. Yes! <laughs> I don't know what it means. Don't know what it's about, but I hope that the the whole first sixty something minutes of this movie were about snail racing, and you know, now this is snail racing. That's ah uh, yes. Oh. Now, um, first of all, the racing snail is exactly what it sounds like, and secondly, you should get together with Ralph uh, from Cake Boss, who was our guest, who said he would watch an entire spinoff movie of just the Night Hub and uh, the man with his racing snail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, this movie is really odd in the way it introduced its characters. We, you start out, you know, first with Bastion, but when we get to Fantasia, we get this introduction to these three great characters. We have the rock biter, we have the little man and his racing snail, and we have the Night Hob and his stupid bat. And after 20 minutes, they're gone. We don't see them again <laughs> until now. We see the rock biter. It's oh, crazy. And uh, mention who plays uh, the writer of that racing snail. Oh, yes. This might in- this might interest you, Mike. The little man that he speaks of yeah. is none other than Deep Roy. Yes! <laughs> Deep Roy. <laughs> oh, a very dubbed, but yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, another wonderful making... person from your childhood, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in Return to Oz. He's, yeah. He plays the Tin Man. He's in the new Star, the uh, rebooted Star Trek movies. Yeah, he's in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's in Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes, very prominently Most recognizable from that. <laughs> you also do hear him name drop the Night Hob. Or mm-hmm. Hobnob, or Billy from Hocus Pocus, as Tierney used to call him. Our buddy Tilo. Tilo Pruckner. Oh, I miss Tilo. But yeah, when he says even the stupid bat, I'm like almost crying. I'm not. I have a almost. question, though. What makes the bat stupid? He was never stupid. He was a sleeping bat. Well, Tilo called him a stupid bat, and the rock buyer had been hanging out with him. So I he picked it up. From his friend. So you'll find out when you watch this, Mike, but 
the bat that they're speaking of is also narcoleptic. Okay. <laughs> so he's always sleeping, even when he's flying. Much to the chagrin of the night hob who uses him as transportation. Yeah, you've never picked oh. up slang that your friend uses all the time? I, stupid bat comes straight from the night hob. I don't know. I just feel like sleeping would be a better descriptor for him. Like, and the sleeping bat. <laughs> no. It's so cute. Um, He's gone now. He's been sacrificed to the uh, nothing. So I have some questions. The nothing pulled them right out of my hands. That is not how we've seen the nothing work. Right. Like, and we just saw the nothing in those clouds. It can't, like, it. it's not discriminate. It's not sucking people up. I. What twister dot nonsense is this? I want to play a theory time. Go I want to know. How did the how did he escape if it was right at his hands? I'd like to hear your theories about well maybe he let them go to save himself? No. <laughs> Sacrifice them to the nothing? I take it back. The nothing is a twister. It sucked them up. End of story. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to come up with a theory of your own. All right, so we've explained to you that these are very small creatures mike yeah so basically what he's saying is he was trying to hold on to them with his hands and the nothing took them away which you got a view of the nothing in its glory i guess you could say as the storm i i just i don't see that happening somehow maybe they're light they're you know because they're little uh, uh there's there's problems i don't know mike back me up tornadoes are nothing to joke about <laughs> I mean, we've we've seen a tornado. Well, it's not like it took half the house or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the the nothing is the storm. The nothing, because uh... we see <laughs> we see a tray look up at like the grim in the clouds earlier. Like, is that the nothing? So, why did you tell us yeah. what you think the nothing is? I think that would be more entertaining. I just said the grim in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, we saw the grim up in the like a, there was a dog shape up in the clouds a couple minutes ago. But since no one talked about it, I figured that they must just be clouds. And then we didn't see where the paw prints led. So maybe the nothing is the wolf, the wolf man, unless it was a Treyu transforming. But that that seems to not be correct from what I can gather uh, now. I didn't see the wolf in the clouds. Yeah, I kind of wish I you had said something. That would have been interesting Ooh. to see. Going back and looking. Going back and looking. <laughs> While you're going back and looking, I will do my best to explain what the movie says the nothing is. Um, in the very beginning of the movie, when we see these wonderful new characters that we've been talking about, they all meet up because their lands have all been attacked by this quote-unquote nothing and what it leaves is absolutely nothing. There's not a hole. There's not a, you know, a hole would be something. There's absolutely nothing there anymore. And that's what's been attacking Fantasia and what spurred this quest. Other than, aside from the Empress um, being sick, which is also tied into the nothing as well. Okay. So th this minute was the first time I knew that the movie took place in Fantasia. Okay. Which previously to... To now, Fantasia was, to me, Mickey as the Sorcerer's Apprentice and the <laughs> Dancing Hippos. And Yep. Yeah. It's a good time. So that is interesting because I know that Fantasia came first. Well, although I guess the book probably came. The book might have come before that. Yeah. Book is 70s. Yeah. Okay. 
So, so Disney might have appropriated the name. In the book, it's actually called Fantastica. I don't know why they decided to change it for the movie. Because they watched the Disney movie and wanted to confuse an entire generation of children. That's quite a possibility, yes. But what is actually happening, because we don't have a spoiler po- policy here, but what's actually happening, Mike, is children aren't using their imagination as much anymore. And that is causing this world of Fantasia, which is made up of children's imaginations, to fade away. So from their point of view in the land of Fantasia, it's becoming nothing. Does that make any kind of sense? Their land is disappearing because children no longer are believing or using their imaginations anymore. Okay. But from the point of view from those in the story, it's the nothing is attacking. So to go into another Disney movie, it's sort of like Monsters, Inc., they need children's fears to power their their land. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. fears, but they do need children's. <gasps> I see okay. the dog. Oh, so imagination. <laughs> so it's like Star Trek: The Next Generation with the Traveler. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yes. All right. So they need <laughs> they need the children to keep using their imagination to power Fantasia. Oh, because Bastian, as he's thinking, that's what writes the book. Exactly. Oh. It's all coming together. And in the end of the movie, you'll see that we are part of the never-ending story, too. And in watching this movie, it's fueled our own imaginations, and we're helping grow Fantasia as well. And as a child, I really thought that if I did not use my imagination, <laughs> Fantasia was going to die. Oof. <laughs> we took our charge very seriously. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yep. <laughs> all right, so what do I have on this minute? Um... I have that Atreo is the bravest boy who ever lived, immediately saying, you didn't fail, I failed. <sighs> Nay says he lost his luck dragon. Oh, I have issues with that. I lost my luck dragon, so he owns him now? <laughs> Excuse me, since when is Falcor yours? Falcor <laughs> is an independent, sentient being. Yeah, I had the same kind of thoughts. Oof. Like, he's not yours. He doesn't belong to anybody, he's... He's his own person. He's his own luck dragon. He's like an Uber, right? Or, or, or a Lyft. <laughs> you say, oh, I, I, I got out, you know, I, I called my Uber. My Uber dropped me off. Like, yeah, my luck dragon dropped me oh. somewhere and I fell like 400 miles to Jersey. But, you know, <laughs> not saying he owns the dragon. Just Right now, it's kind of like when I was in Chicago and I called the lift and I'm standing in my spot waiting for the lift and the lift pulls up, but he's actually around the corner. I just don't realize it until I look at the map and see that he's stopped and waiting for me, just not on the same street that I'm on. And that must be what's happening here. Yeah. They're on, they're on different corners. You lost your luck dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is sad. And I think the rock biter has tears on his face and I can't, I can't deal with that. The rock biter, he emotes disappointment so perfectly. Like you can tell how disappointed he is in himself and what's happened you can see it in a puppet's face like the emotions that he's feeling it's incredible to me he tried so hard to save his friends even the stupid bat even the stupid bat. i think i see a uh episode title even the stupid bat <laughs> uh, well now that i'm crying what else <laughs> let's just have five minutes of tyranny crying that should fill us in good time oh that'll be great audio <laughs> Just what everyone's been waiting for. So what do you think happens 
on the other side. Hey, I already proposed that the nothing is death. And you were all like, what? No, it's a whole thing. Because <laughs> they fear it because they don't know what's on the other side. And they imagine nothing and they call it that and it's dark. But really... As we'll see... <laughs> later. Later, after Mike watches the movie. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, but also this is a children's movie. It doesn't end with everyone dead. This isn't Hamlet. I mean, like, <laughs> it's going to be okay This eventually. isn't The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this movie is super meta. There's a bunch of machinations going on at the same time. People you don't... Ex characters you do not expect to die, die really early in the movie. Maybe this set us up so that we would be ready when Game of Thrones did come along. Ooh. And we would be able to handle it. <laughs> but it cheats. This book cheats, though. Well, this book has magic. <laughs> Those books have... Well... Shoot, the books do have magic, but you never mind. So now that you have five minutes under your belt, Mike, like just what do you think the story is trying? Where do you think the story is going? Uh, well, at this point, I know that there are two kids in two different dimensions that are sort of linked together. One of them is creating the other with his mind. There's a dragon somehow he created. I don't know what the dragon represents. Maybe transportation because he wants to leave <laughs> the attic. <laughs> Uh, he wants to be courageous. Prove his parents he's he's good. So one of his parents might be dead, and I guess he has a mean father. I don't know. I so it looks like he already had the MacGuffin, and it was around his neck, and now it's gone. <laughs> so he started off really well. When, yeah. when I when I first met him, he was in a good, pretty good place. He was riding <laughs> Falcor and going off somewhere, presumably with a plan. And now, I think he needs to get his he needs to get his thing back. He's got to fight the dog, and, well, he might not need to fight the dog. Maybe the dog is a friend. Uh, the dog could be the next ally. I thought the characters mentioned by the Rockbiter were important, but it turns out they're not really important. <laughs> <laughs> they're important in our hearts. <laughs> and, I don't know, the Rockbiter just gives me, he, he gives me this real tree beard feeling. I kind of uh, sort of feel like he's going he's gonna to come along on the journey, but nothing you guys have said is indicating that. So I don't know. Hmm. He seems like too you cool could... a character to just leave behind. <laughs> you would think. Huh? <laughs> you That's think what with... Deep Roy thought. <laughs> you would think with all the work they put into such an awesome character, he would play a bigger part. But you did hit a lot on the nail, or a lot yeah. of information on the head, which is which is fairly interesting. I do have a question though. What do you think about what Bastion said at the beginning of the week? And if you'd like, I can quote it so you don't have to go but back. His mother he said, had such a wonderful name. Yeah, he said, what a shame they don't ask me. My mother had such a wonderful name. Atreyu must be looking for his mother. Ooh. Okay. If Bastion, going, if Bastion is tied to Atreyu. Okay, so Atreyu is looking for his mother. That actually does work on a level. And yeah, that could work. Some Somehow they don't know. He doesn't know either her name or location. Something that's there. There's a piece that Atreyu doesn't know. And I don't know how that how that That's helps. That's true. Maybe it maybe Atreyu is uh, given given that it's a fantasy children's book. Atreyu's background is probably different than he's believed all his life, or he <laughs> lost everything. It's a it's it's either a prince and the pauper, or you know, or he's, he's Luke Skywalker and he finds out that the, the, maybe nothing <laughs> the nothing is taking everything away. So the nothing could be his father, or his mother went to the nothing place. I, wow. 
This is amazing. <laughs> I have no idea, and so many plot points are just are are out here, and I I can I I don't know which directions they came from or which direction they're going. I almost want to start watching movies that I see and just jump ha- some random point in the middle, watch five minutes and see what I think, and then go back and watch the rest of the movie. Now, see, you have to be careful, because sometimes what you come up with is better than what the studio ended up releasing. <laughs> True. None of this game. I mean, this is still pretty good. I think it's going to hold up for you. But there's part of me that when I realized, or when you realized and then told me, wait, no, I haven't seen this movie. Oh, God, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, I should have put him earlier in the movie, but I'm so glad I didn't, because this is so much more fun. <laughs> Just be like, here, have some music, and now so much story that makes no sense. All right, Mike, so I'm going to make an offer to you here. I don't, I don't think I've ever done this before, but I need you to watch this movie take some really good notes and in our last week when we're just doing credits can we have you come back for one day and talk about it <laughs> sure would you be willing to do that yeah i, I would do that because i'm yeah I th- i'm really intrigued at this point <laughs> i think that would make for a great episode but you have to promise to take lots of notes so you can tell us all about what you thought of especially how it correlates to what you're thinking now do that 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 sounds like a good idea we have a week where it's pretty much all all credits and stuff yeah, and i think really, it'll, that's what i just went to check it'll fit well in there <laughs> it's really close awesome i am positive now for sure like it's not just i forgot that i saw it when i was younger i think i've only ever seen the poster and that's why yeah you probably walked by the tape in like the rental store yeah when they still had the tapes in the covers <laughs> I don't know how much information the song gives you. Uh, <laughs> not not terribly much. The rainbow is the answer to the never-ending story. I, I don't know. I'm not even sure those are the words. This is going to be great. And you like books. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so watch the movie. And I don't know if you, you probably wouldn't have time to catch up on the show by then, but that would be interesting as well. Probably safer to have your own opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to that, though. I don't have anything else for this minute. Why don't you go ahead and give us your plugs one more time, Mike? I know you do something other than just the podcast, right? Aren't you on a radio show or something? Yeah. Uh, so with Tierney, do return to Oz Minute. You can find us, you know, Oz Minute, uh, pretty much any social network. And I've done... Uh, we're on we're on a hiatus at the moment. Uh, Notes from the underground, where we cover all all kinds of great music. Do it we actually with Tierney's husband Chris. Now, have you guys ever covered the song "The Neverending Story"? <laughs> Has that been played? I've put up a bunch of stuff from uh, from the screen to your stereo. The two thousand hits or the year two thousand newfound glory movie cover hits. It's actually where I first heard the song from Titanic. Because I've, I've actually never seen Titanic, so I heard that song, too. <sighs> yeah. There's also a volume two of that. Yes. Because I'm sure some of the stuff in my iPod says volume two. <laughs> you know, Mike, there's a podcast I want to recommend for you. It's actually called How Have You Not Seen? <laughs> <laughs> you host it. You just don't know it. <laughs> Sounds like it might be right up your alley. I only saw the two Terminator or the first two Terminator movies uh, like a year and a half ago. Wow. 
I still haven't seen any. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I'm really glad you came to join us for this and, and did this little fun social experiment. It was uh, eye-opening, to say the least, and rather entertaining. Yeah. And check out returntoosminute.com, also known as weogtiogpiog.com, to see uh, Mike's amazing website-building skills that I definitely could not have done. So I am... <laughs> I'm incredibly indebted to you, sir, for putting that together and making sure that our podcast actually exists out in the world other than just in our computers. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you're looking for us, check us out on Facebook at Never Any Minute Listener Society. Join that group. You can also like our page where we'll post up the links for the daily episodes. If you're in the group, we're also posting up the minutes for the for each day. So if we've said something and you want to go look at it, you're more than welcome to. Check out our T Public site where we have our logo as an option for putting on cups or t-shirts or whatever you can think of. <laughs> Stickers and notepads and iPad covers, all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, there's a lot options for different colors and stuff like that. It's really enjoyable. I love my shirts that I have. <laughs> um, Tierney, as she mentioned the yeah. other day, has a little, 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 little onesie for her baby that has it on it. <laughs> and then a much is, bigger t-shirt for me. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Well, I hope you're not trying to wear the onesie, Tierney. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole plan to it. <laughs> yeah. Check us out on, on Twitter at Nevin Min. If you're looking for me, I can be found at the Wookie Lives on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for Tierney, she is one steel sister on Twitter and Instagram as well. Yep. And other than that, we have a lot to look forward to. I want to know what's up with those wolf paws. And also, <laughs> one last thing. Did we not mention the cliffhanger that he leaves leaves us on? We don't know what he's about. He just says, listen, the nothing. I have to know how he finishes that sentence. Uh, but that's, that's another, another story. story. That shall be told another time. Fantastic. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs>